Good day, folks. It's your girl, Rena, back at it again with a podcast where we delve into different eras of the 20th century. In each era, we will focus on a specific group of people and how their lives were like back then. We will also have three guest speakers to talk about their experiences in each era. So without further ado, let's dive in. Let's start off with Black people in the era involving World War I. Many Black men wanted to enlist in the war, but were turned down. They were told that this was a white man's war and that white people didn't deserve to fight with black people. These men, with the support from their communities and families, protested this discrimination. At first, the white officials ignored their efforts and wouldn't accept them to be chaplains, even if they had no one else to be their chaplain. Eventually, their efforts paid off when they were allowed to enlist in the war. This first group of black soldiers was called the Number 2 Battalion. And now, we will have our first special guest of the day, William A. White, who was a chaplain in the Number 2 Battalion. So, let's welcome him. Hi, guys. Hello. I honestly, I felt honored and felt that my work protesting, like, paid off. In the beginning, it wasn't always nice because of, of course, segregation and how I was treated. Initially, I wasn't actually allowed to fight in the wars, but instead, me and my buddies worked as battalions. That's all from William A. White. Thank you so much for your time, and we will continue on with our second era after this short break. patience during our break. The song we had just played is called Over There and was a very popular song during World War I. Now, let us begin with our second era, with Japan in World War II. Japan helped significantly in World War I, but was not allowed to enlist in World War II because of Takeo Yoshikawa being found out as a spy in America. They were forced into internment camps because of this. There was already pre-existing racism, so this was essentially the final push. The conditions were harsh and inhumane, and after they were released from internment camps, they were put into parts of Canada that didn't have fertile soil or they faced exile. An example of this inhumane treatment is said in this quote from Lena Hayakawa. In the winter, there was only a wood stove. The bathroom and everything else was outside, and there was no bathtub. In the wintertime, my mother had to bring snow in from the house and melt it for water. And now, as our second special guest of the day, let's introduce her, Leah Hayakawa. Day, Lena. Hello. Now I have a couple of questions for you. Starting off, how did it feel when you were in these internment camps? I felt small, and I really didn't know what was going on. I was born in Canada and raised to speak English, majority of us were, but yet we were still seen as intruders because of the war. 
This is very interesting and sad to hear. Do you think many people were aware of this? Yeah, people definitely knew what was going on in those camps and what was happening to us. But they chose not to help us because of pre-existing racism. Mm, I see. Very tragic. And now, let's have our second break with another song that was very popular in World War II. That was the song by Leon Cortez, The Girl Who Loves a Soldier. And now we will be moving on to our third and final era, Black people during post-World War II. Post-World War II was a time of prosperity and happiness for many people, but many minority groups faced the opposite of that. And the group that we will be talking about today is Black people. Despite this prosperity, the only jobs for Black people were real work and farming, since no one else wanted them anywhere else. Eventually, due to protests and social rights stands, they got more rights, and racism was now fined and less accepted into society. Now they could play sports with white people, which is an example of less segregation. And now I will be introducing a black athlete who became the first black man enlisted into the NHL. So without further ado, let's welcome Willie O'Ree. Hello, Willie. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine, thank you. All right, so my sole question for you today is how did it feel to be the first black man to be able to join the NHL? As the first black man to be in the NHL, I honestly felt really lonely. This is because like everyone there was white. I felt judged because of all the eyes being laid on me because of my skin color. Mm, I see, well, despite that, you had an amazing career, and your courage paved the way for more rights for Black people. So I am very grateful for you. Thank you. All right. And that is the end of our last era for post-World War II. And now we will be taking another break with this song called Goodnight Irene by Gordon Jenkins and the Weavers. Irene, So to all the people that I interviewed today, thank you so much for your time. It was really appreciated. We were able to learn about your revolutionary stories that changed Canada for the better. And to everyone who listened into this podcast today, thank you so much. And this is the end of our podcast, so have a great rest of the day. <laughs>